This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Welcome to the Accelerating Growth Podcast hosted by the Upgrad for Business team. I am Meenakshi Indra, your podcast host for today. I lead a customer-obsessed team at Upgrad for Business, the B2B-focused arm of Upgrad. Our vision is to be a lifelong learning partner for organizations delivering business outcomes. Through this podcast series, we will bring to our audience the best of business leaders and educators discussing our collective digital learning journey, trend analysis, and the 2021 impact that we foresee in the market. Trust you're enjoying our podcast episode so far and having valuable conversations within your teams. If you have not heard the previous episodes, do check them out in the description below. As part of our conversation today, we will go deeper into the delivery of business growth and profitability. In the past, businesses of all sizes focused their efforts on growth with a strong emphasis on reinvesting profits back into their organizations. Eventually, this mentality moved forward and business owners focused on their company's bottom line. Successful and sustainable ventures need a healthy balance of both of these elements. Profitability and growth need to work together in order to thrive and make it a viable ecosystem for the organization. My guest today has been at the core of this for his organization. I am pleased to introduce Thirumala Arohi or Thiru as he is popularly known. Thiru is the Vice President and Head of Education, Training and Assessment at the $8.4 trillion behemoth Infosys. Learning forms the core of Infosys and it invests heavily in their employees' learning. Thiru, of course, is well known for his leadership skills and the very effective way in which he drove the agile DevOps and legacy modernization initiatives within Infosys. His direct involvement in the zero distance drive at several of their clients was key to Infosys being recognized as a strategic partner. In his tenure at Infosys, Thiru has managed many vital client relationships such as Fidelity, Ameriprise, Citi, DTCC and Financial Services Europe based accounts before taking on the current role at Infosys as the head of education, training and assessment. A very warm welcome to you, Thiru, for this podcast and I appreciate you taking this time today. Thank you so much, Meenakshi. It's wonderful to have you joining in and I can think of no better audience when we talk about profitability and business growth. Uh, from your personal career journey of uh, almost 24 plus years now, Thiru, how have you kept your enthusiasm, your morale high while driving hyper business growth for your organization? Well, I think as long as you keep yourself relevant and uh, understand what is expected out of you uh, individually as well as a leader, I think that really motivates you. For me to be frank, uh, in my journey with Infosys over the last 24 years, the biggest thing that kept me very much active and uh, happy to kind of contribute is the fact that you have so many learning opportunities uh, within Infosys. Your, your career is never at standstill. I have been fortunate to play multiple diverse roles within the company. And for each of those roles, the learning, the mentorship, as well as uh, the, uh, the safety net, for example, the company provides 
I think is is the most exciting part. Wonderful. And in fact, Hiru, uh, I must admit, Infosys has such a strong employer brand in the market in terms of it being a company that people want to be employed with. Once an Infosian, always an Infosian is is something that I that I hear okay. from my colleagues. Uh, uh, how how would you describe that experience as an internal champion who's been driving this? No, absolutely. I think once an Infosian, always an Infosian is a, is a common term everyone talks about. Even the employees who have been with us for some time and moved out for various reasons, they actually release the fact that they had so much of wonderful learning opportunities, great mentorship, personal development. Uh, uh, as well as opportunities that uh, typically comes with a company like Infosys, right? So that has always been the case, and uh, uh, we have heard so many wonderful examples of how the company has taken care. Uh, in fact, uh, once an Infosian, always an Infosian is also something that came in Minachi, because uh, uh, Infosys doesn't really look at employees as an individual, but we look at them as an extension and. the family also as an extension right so there are so many programs that the company does for employees and their families we have petit infusion program we have programs like catch them ink where we basically train ink kids uh, then there is a family that is allowed to come to the campus explore what is happening and it drives the ambition within the families as well so all of this actually contributes to uh, that particular saying on why everyone basically have fond memories with their association at infosys and that's great to hear and i'm sure a lot of people in our audience uh, leaders in the space are very keen to build a similar recall uh, for their respective organizations um you've pretty much made it look easy while it's anything uh, but um moving uh from this particular aspect hero um when people have fond memories and you're when you're kind of trying to build a community within your organization um this actually rides in terms of how the organization is doing what's the kind of business growth that we are seeing the profitability between different functions um in our previous conversations i I've, i've heard you talk about how different functions actually rally behind when you're going out to the external market uh whether it is the kind of um, plans that you have Um, you have actually been a part of a lot of uh, strategic deals and strategic partnerships yourselves um so how would you describe the drivers for this for a large company like infosys or well, any company right for that matter which is in the business of business the objective is always to make sure that you are relevant uh, from a financial perspective that absolutely everyone looks at it from a top line and bottom line perspective right the margins and uh, the business growth but uh, what is also important before we get into the drivers of uh, this profitability and business growth is what is the core purpose of the company so at infosys uh, we always have cherished about uh, the value ecosystem uh, the fact that uh, we place emphasis on uh, the ethics uh, the the business ethics uh, the employee uh, code of conduct uh, as well as more importantly what we call as customer relevance so as long as you focus on those key objectives of customer relevance and be a respectable company by having a great value ecosystem uh, rest of things actually will start falling but it, as i said uh, any company any business which is in the business of business uh, you need to definitely focus on uh, the prudence around how do you make sure that you are a sustainable company you do have focus on business growth we do have our uh, focus in terms of how do we make sure that we are identified and recognized as a digital transformation partner for our clients 
and in the process of being the digital transformation partner for our clients we do such a fantastic job for our clients so that we navigate their next and in the process do it in such a way that we actually make it as a very sound business proposition for us so those are the key things i would say the profitability business growth uh, comes in when you start focusing on being relevant for your clients uh, uh, when you are focusing on being relevant for your own employees investors shareholders everyone and then when you do that with a very clear eye on what is the business relevance what is the business imperatives and then how do you be ready for the digital transformation especially in today's time where most of our clients most of the organizations are really focusing on digital transformation journey if you are able to kind of build the competencies build the capabilities build the offerings in such a way that we provide the best of experience to our clients and deliver it so effectively that it's a win win position for both us and our clients right and that is what drives our business growth and that is what drives our profitability very well put uh, thiru and thank you so much for being um, uh, so transparent about it our time taking away from this is you as an organization as a leader you focus on the core values what the purpose of your organization is you bring your employees together massive attention on clients and when all of these things are in sync then overall business sustainability profitability is something that gets driven and rallied behind um across the organization absolutely so when you look at uh, not just and, and i know we're speaking about infosys because that's where we've seen a lot of successes coming in uh, but i'm just going to uh, change gears a little bit here and and look in your direction as a leader like having the vast experience that you have the kind of partnerships that you have in the market um when you look at different sorts of leaders uh, what's the kind of influence that you've had in your own leadership journey in terms of the leaders that you met with or the kind of growth and profitability parameters that you just shared with us well, as i said right the mentorship that we receive at infosys is just amazing okay uh, even in my fledgling days as well as even in my mid managerial days as well as in the current role that i am playing uh, there is always enough guidance that comes to us in terms of understanding again the same point that i said what is the core for us and how are we basically doing on that so when we focus on anything related to investments when we focus on achieving certain stated objectives uh, which are in the strategy plan of infosys uh, obviously you will always have challenging situations in some cases right what do i do in this situation versus what do i do in some other situation how do you take care of uh, some specific constraints that may put an impact on the financial position so those are the times where we have enough examples within the company where someone would have already kind of undergone that kind of uh, situation and we have this network um, uh, kind of a model where you can reach out to fellow leaders you can reach out to the uh, executive leaders and there is a very proper review mechanism in place so anything that we do you have a proper review cadence in place as well as guidance that comes to you uh, highlighting where obviously we need to focus and where certain times you can take a short term uh, bets without losing the focus on the long term uh, imperatives right so that is what actually is something that we do continuously get as guidance uh, it is not always a reactive or responsive thing it is always a structured model we have governance reviews in place so anything and everything you know that there is always a periodic checkpoint uh, where someone gives you the guidance 
and then post that uh, even if you are basically having any challenge you have an open door policy in the company where you can reach out to any of the leaders whether it's financial executive leaders or the business executive leaders or even uh, someone basically who has seen this uh, at your peer level i think that that network ecosystem is what i believe is a fantastic uh, uh, influence for me at least in my own role I uh, completely uh, aligned on that. Ultimately, it's leadership at the center. So it's not what we say, but what we do. And what I've really appreciated you speaking about is the kind of mentorship and the ecosystem that is around everyone across functions. That you are pretty much risk ma- mitigating your own organization. There's help provided. Help is available in terms of whether you're looking at projects or programs or inner internal efficiencies as well. and also you see whenever we talk about business growth or profitability the important aspect that any organization has to understand is you need to get into this model of knowledge management which where we call someone learns in the company no one else has to go through the same learning curve right wonderful so uh, how do you basically get into that model where someone learns it and then everyone benefits from the wisdom of someone's learning so how do you then create that knowledge ecosystem how do you make sure that knowledge management drives uh, uh, the aspect of cutting down the mistakes which already someone else has made so everyone is so much wiser by the mistakes made by someone else because the knowledge management ecosystem is taking care of that and some of this comes in as a part of a very well established processes some of it comes through a method of uh, reviews and some of it comes in as a method of uh, focused personal development or leadership development uh, practices that we have got it and theory it becomes a lot more relevant for the current times that we are talking about there's a lot of volatility in the market and uh, companies are definitely focusing on growth um, when you speak about this knowledge ecosystem given that there's two decades plus of experience that you and infosys have how would you guide our new age companies or new leaders in terms of the red flags or the pitfalls as you start building or rather as they start building this knowledge ecosystem in their own companies See, I think uh, you see the new age companies and some of the digital natives today, they don't have the same challenge as a company like Infosys, right? Uh, we have been in this for now forty plus years, and uh, internet and access to information was not as easily available uh, at the time, right? But at the time itself, the the visionary leadership of the company made sure that we invested into very wonderful ecosystem of infrastructure of knowledge management. where we have made sure that we have that access to knowledge and access to information even without a google or a yahoo now but think about it now right uh, we have almost uh, access to information is now almost a level playing field for any organization if i am stuck in a particular problem whether you are a company a or a company b you just go to google and then uh, search and uh, the odds of you finding a, a nice solution is almost 9 out of 10 right meaning that kind of information is available on the net so what i think we need to think about is especially when the new age companies or anyone is looking at it when it is a level playing field for everyone what is the differentiation that you bring in and what is the differentiation for example at infosys we try to bring in do you always want to have a situation where you go and retrieve knowledge because you are in a problem where you need the information or you are stuck at a particular place and then because of it you go or you have a knowledge proactive ecosystem where you know someone may need help someone may need uh, support someone may actually make a mistake 
and then try and see if you can avoid that. You would have heard about uh, what we have been doing, Minakshi, what we call as becoming a live enterprise. Uh, it's a fantastic um, uh, example of how you start thinking of uh, becoming a digital enterprise or digital uh, company and in the process of doing it, how do you make sure that you have built a, a network of uh, uh, people, network of knowledge, network of uh, uh, projects and everything. And because of that intelligence that comes because of these connections, how do you basically then uh, be able to kind of predict and then uh, address even before a situation happens, right? So that is a journey that we have been taking uh, for last three years uh, under the leadership and uh, we are having some very good successes and if at all I have to give an example uh, to someone, uh, especially the digital native companies, they need to really look at uh, how they actually leverage what is the access to information but build the, build the internal ecosystem of networks and connections that actually helps them to predict and help uh, manage their problems as well as opportunities uh, that much better. In fact, Thiru, you've addressed the follow-up query that I had. Uh, I was actually looking at the role of leadership, employee engagement, and ownership that's brought in. Um, so you've actually delivered and delved into that as well in terms of a direct correlation when all of these pivots within an organization work well. Um, business growth is pretty much a given. You know, in, the, in your experience, while we are trying to templatize it and al almost look at a step-by-step -step for our audience, we also know that there are certain intangibles that contribute to it. Um, in your role, you've spoken about the Infocean and the community building that, we, that you have. Um, apart from that, uh, do you want to share some insights in terms of what are the kind of wellness or inclusion initiatives that you drive, which become a hygiene factor for your employees as we look at the tangible or the quantitative goals from an organization perspective? No, absolutely. Employee wellness, uh, uh, the entire focus around how do you understand, uh, how do you take care of individuals, right? Especially in terms of the inclusion, the diversity, all of that is extremely important in any business today. Uh, some of it is, uh, not some of it, most of it has always been important even before, but uh, luckily you also have certain regulations which are helping you to kind of uh, get into, which is a good thing because a uh, lot of companies like, for example, Infosys, we have always believed and uh, put in uh, specific interventions regarding uh, the diversity and inclusivity, the mental, mental wellness program, the counselor programs that we do, uh, the entire aspect around uh, what we call as hail initiative which is all around health and uh, safety kind of a thing but uh, there are companies where they may not have thought about it as an important strategic uh, thing right but at least in those companies i believe that some of these regulations will help but coming back to your question uh, minakshi what we have done is uh, uh, we have kind of looked into what exactly ticks an employee what exactly mm -hmm. works uh, what are the challenges that they face uh, depending on the projects depending on the uh, cultural nuances. So we have many different programs we do. We have our own professional skill development team where they look into these aspects of cultural uh, nuances. They also help in uh, driving mental wellness program. We do a lot of inclusivity programs for uh, disabled uh, uh, employees as well as uh, uh, especially on the diverse and inclusive, diversity and inclusivity, right? So what we do in that is we basically try and open it up in such a way that we try and remove the biases that exist. We try and kind of give coaching in terms of um, how do you basically enhance uh, uh, 
certain work uh, atmosphere, work environment. Uh, how do you basically make sure that you have a concept of uh, uh, not concept, but uh, you have this well-oiled mechanism of team for team bonding, team collaboration, team working together? True. How do you do that? So all of this is basically run as a focused professional skill development program. And then outside of it, we have our own clubs and uh, uh, different uh, uh, what you call uh, uh, teams which drive these initiatives uh, from HR perspective, from leadership development perspective. So different groups come in and then actually bring in all these things together. You've expanded the scope of my query. So thanks for that, Athiru. And in fact, while you were sharing this, I was actually reflecting back on one of the previous conversations that we were having with your team in terms of how seriously you take corporate social responsibility. So while you spoke about internal attention to diversity, inclusion, wellness, there's also a lot that you as an organization bring to the external ecosystem, whether it's in terms of the learning journeys that you're bringing, the upskilling that you're bringing in. Is there something that you'd like to share with our audience as well? No, absolutely. Infosys has always believed um, that we need to be a very important player as far as the corporate uh, uh, social responsibilities are concerned. We want to play a very important role in the uh, societal impact that we can create. Uh, you would have seen uh, news around Infosys uh, uh, basically fulfilling or meeting all our planned goals on ESG, uh, which is a very important thing uh, well ahead of its time, right? Uh, that's something we are extremely proud of. We are extremely sustainable company. We are green in terms of how we operate our campuses. Uh, at the same time, we have also opened our entire focus around how do we contribute to society in terms of uh, the platforms that now we are opening up for reskilling and upskilling across the world. Uh, we are actually doing something related to uh, tech for good, essentially, again, which is articulated where we have a very clear goal articulated as a part of our ESG 2030 vision, where we want to impact at least 80 million uh, uh, individuals because of what we develop for our clients, what we develop for uh, companies. At the same time, we also want to impact 10 million plus uh, uh, individuals where we want to impart digital skills to them in the next five years. So these are some things we do, but it's not just only related to skilling and uh, this thing, but it is the entire gamut of uh, the ESG sustainable goals uh, where we have placed extreme emphasis on. For sure. And in fact, Thiru, we are very appreciative of the partnership as upgrade for business that we have with Infosys across the different various facets that that we are partnering with you, not just in terms of the skilling that you spoke about, but different initiatives that have a social impact and a, a learning impact for the ecosystem and the market that we that we are both thriving in. Um, moving forward, you know, um, when we look at the market and we, when we look at the companies as a whole, we see quite a few companies are moving away from profit-based incentives for their employees because they want to enable a lot more innovation, a lot more risk-taking. Given that you have the um, interesting experience in terms of being a, a leader in terms of learning, you have been a strategic partner, you have been a, um, a collaborator in terms of uh, revenue leaders as well, um, how do you look at it? No, there is no right or wrong answer to this mean actually, right? Uh, you see, if a company has to progress well and uh, whatever initially I talked about, once you have a clear purpose for the company and you know clearly how the company leadership is looking at the, the growth uh, trajectory for the company, 
all of that basically means you will have different models uh, and each model will be relevant as specific to the context of that particular company right so in that context uh, whether profit based incentive to some other model uh, obviously it's it's not just either or kind of a thing uh, in in the sense what we do at infosys for example uh, in the last uh, 5 plus 6 plus years we have embraced what we call as a concept of uh, be the navigator where we have actually allowed our employees to be able to come up with innovation uh, we basically uh, allow our employees to come up with their own thinking around how a particular project can be delivered effective if they have further ideas which we think can be combined to make it as a larger idea uh, from a small eye to a big eye how do you basically make that happen so we have created an extremely uh, fantastic program internally where we said anyone actually can go ahead and try this out uh, and become a great entrepreneur like an entrepreneur you are an entrepreneur where you can come up with your own ideas take risks uh, uh, you will be given a protective shield uh, within the ambit of that particular opportunity that you are working on so that you promote right that are, that is already there which means in within infosys you have one common model what we think is important uh, which everyone follows but at the same time the flexibility is given uh, with some kind of percentage uh, uh, what you call possibilities for the leaders for the employees to kind of come up with their own ideas uh, embrace their own uh, uh, what you call um, risk taking ability and then go and try things and develop things which will help the company so i feel again uh, it's not necessarily always one or other but it is always about how do you basically create that uh, that entire atmosphere within the company where employees are free to kind of look into uh, the status quo items uh, which of those status quo things can be broken uh, which are the things that they can come up with an idea and if they uh, expand that idea and develop it into big thing they benefit and they grow with it along with that they take their team and they grow the team along with that so once you have a model that will allow all kind of leadership styles along with employees becoming free to kind of drive things that is what i think is more important rather than thinking about will i always be a profit based model versus risk taking and innovation driven model it has to be a combination of everything i would say that's very interesting theory so essentially um you would recommend empowerment at the uh, at the beginning yeah, absolutely so in fact uh, we used to call this uh, program as bicep uh, right uh, mm-hmm. bring innovation to bring innovation culture to every project uh, which means uh, you are basically taking it to the the atomic level of uh, the company right at infosys we yeah. basically are a combination of many projects like you said if you are taking the empowerment and uh, enabling your uh, employees uh, at the most atomic level after that it's nothing but a collection of everything right absolutely uh, and a related one you know uh, because we are talking about uh, companies and we are talking about revenue growth as well there is an an old adage which says that 80% of a company's business usually comes from the top 20% of the clients is there something that you see as well or do you see us moving away from that no those are things which always be there because uh, again there is nothing uh, again hard cash i think uh, these adages and according to me personally purely personally minakshi's these are good things to kind of create a narrative saying that uh, don't fall into the trap of uh, always uh, being dependent on your uh, only a section of uh, what you call uh, this thing right so these are actually uh, where it will kind of act as a lens for you to see are you growing your uh, clients for example if you have x number of clients 
are you only focused on one set of clients or are you making it very homogeneous and very uh, what you call uh, secular across uh, the clients in terms of how the business growth and business uh, revenues come right so that is more important but these edges are important because it will give you some kind of uh, view saying are you in the same edge or are you doing things differently very true so, you know as a business leader while we try to simplify and prioritize there are always multiple things that need to get balanced out and move in the same direction for the goals that an organization has um any anecdote or incident that you can share with us uh, while the focus was on revenues productivity um you felt yourself um being pulled in many directions and and how did you navigate and then lean on your leaders and mentorships and any other things in your organization to rally ahead Unfortunately, when I see, I will disappoint you here because every day, uh, yeah. every day is like that, right? In some oh, is it? Uh, All right. Not, not, not the way you are saying, but every day is in a way for us where, as I said initially, uh, I have complete flexibility and I am empowered enough as long as I do things uh, within the core purpose and core C life value systems that we have put in. So, to be frank, I have never really seen myself get into a situation, uh, touch wood. where uh, you are basically pulled in only because of one thing but okay. even if there are situations like that uh, uh, there was a very clear articulation of a reason given by uh, for example an executive leader saying why a particular decision has to be taken and if you are aligned to that and you understand the background to it then that that uh, what you call internal dilemma is no longer there for you uh, we do have tough conversations uh, uh, across the board where someone says we should not do certain thing which will kind of derail the thinking on the profitability or whatever but those things are basically because each one has their own thought process around how a certain thing can be done uh, you remember the 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 project formation kind of uh, thinking right the forming norming yes, storming yes the tuckman's model yes or that kind of thing right that, that model so you basically get into that and then uh, if if really situation gets you out of hand uh, then you also go to the leadership and leadership will give you the uh the direction uh, which which basically uh, is something that everyone will align and so in fact you have given us a couple of uh, tips around it thiru so one thing that i take away is um not just clarity of thought when we get into things but clarity of action um as things move so when you say that your leadership is always guided about why we are doing things and why things are moving that clarity of action really helps bring collaboration between different partners and different teams so that's that's very reflective uh and i like the way that you've mentioned the tuckman's uh, model as well all of us see that within our teams in our functions uh, with a few people coming in moving out the entire different stages of team development whether it's forming storming norming performing uh, it just moves up and down um so it's very interesting to see you uh, lean into it uh, when you look at the whole organization holistically yeah absolutely if you are directly getting into a performing stage without having gone through a good uh, brainstorming as well as yeah. all of that right storming phase then that means uh, the ideation the point that you initially talked about uh, how the innovation comes in and other things uh, will be delayed right so absolutely very valid um uh, chiru i'm pretty much at the end of uh, end of this conversations is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience uh, more from an ecosystem perspective or certain experiences that you believe our audience will gain from so my view is uh, i think a company is basically driven by leaders but at the same time 
uh, what is a company is determined by the employees within it. So in that context, uh, when you are talking about anything related to profitability, business growth and everything, it is extremely important for all employees, uh, not just leaders, uh, to look at themselves as a part of this ecosystem, right? It is not only the leaders driving the growth, it's not just leaders driving the profitability. If every individual or every employee within their sphere of influence starts looking at how they can contribute to the, the betterment of the project, uh, which means it is basically making the machine effective, which basically means you are cutting down the costs unnecessarily, even if you don't directly correlate to improving the profitability, it will actually have a network impact, right? So I think the only thing I would suggest is uh, definitely uh, the concept of what I talked about uh, entrepreneurship, uh, which we have tried, uh, we need to really look at it. Employees have to look at their journey and their own roles, their own responsibility from the overall lens of what the company is trying to do. And then whatever you do, how well you do and uh, how differently you can do as well as is it the same thing that you did yesterday will be the same thing that you will do tomorrow for the same scenario that you may face or do you think the world around you has changed which means there's an opportunity for you to do things different and better and thereby that actually adds on to the profitability and other things right so if you get into that state then essentially what i would see and that is what we are seeing at infosys is the entire um, journey of an employee growing in their career along with leaders continuously guiding and supporting them and then basically new ideas, new business growth opportunities will be identified and tried out uh, will happen. I think it is extremely important. I have seen in some companies uh, uh, most of the employees are not necessarily fitted uh, or guided towards the purpose of the company as well as they do not have the information that will help them to make uh, that additional uh, choices on how I can be better. Uh, so once you remove that, then I feel an organization can easily become a great li live enterprise and that actually furthers uh, uh, so that even tomorrow if the business volatility that you talked about or a complete new challenge like what we have faced with this health uh, crisis uh, comes in, you are still in a good position to kind of uh, address those scenarios because your employees, your leadership, your company as a whole is behind it. Very true. So, Thiru, ultimately, every employee in any organization has a role to play. We are all cogs in a well-oiled machinery and, and we only realize the impact when one particular faction or function um, struggles. So, the only way for sustainable profitability and business growth, what I hear from you, is making sure that the entire ecosystem works together. There is support that's provided, the knowledge uh, transfer happens and there's clarity in terms of the action. Uh, you've also spoken about the importance of leadership as a guiding force, mentorship that drives it. Um, I think this is a very, very helpful, Thiru. I really appreciate this. In fact, I had a few other uh, queries for you, but through your anecdotes and experiences, uh, you've helped our audience get a flavor of that as well. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm really hoping our audience got quite a few tips and tricks as they look at their own organizations, whether it is large enterprises or um, mid-tier companies or new age or startups in that case. The philosophies that Thiru has mentioned applies to one and all. To our audience also, I'm hoping that you're enjoying these series of podcasts. Please subscribe to our Accelerating Growth podcast on your preferred podcast streaming channels. Do share your comments and your experience to us so that we can take these conversations higher. Once again, Thiru, really appreciate your time and thank you for being so candid in this conversation. Thank you.